Hello folks and welcome to Games We Never Play. This is the fourth episode in this season and finishing up our Zelda Reclaiming the Wild series. Uh, this is the episode where we kind of go through and talk about the game, what we liked about it, what we didn't like, things that could be improved, and things that were just amazing, things that really rocked our worlds. Uh, let's go around the table and everyone will introduce themselves. I'm your host, GM Mace. Let's go. Hi, I'm Michael R. Holmes, uh, and I was playing uh, Fletchling, the Hylian sort of spunky ranger type. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I did. <laughs> Everyone, my name is Stephen Pope, and I was playing Dello the Deku Scrub. Uh, it's J.D. Zellman, and I was playing Gormando the Goron. This is Blythe Kayla. I was playing Nocturne the Twilight. Uh, so this is from uh, developer Mike, also known as uh, Elemental Knight online, and uh, additional design was by Rob Benson, and you can find this, I believe it's at reclaimingthewild.com, let me confirm, Zelda, RPG, and Google, you know, it's one of those good things you think you should have, like, pulled up, we'll get to that in a second. So we just played uh, roughly two hours of it, we went through character creation, and did the whole nine. Uh, let's start with, first off, the world itself, uh, the details given, the races provided, and the uh, tools given to play said characters. How do we feel about it? Well, that was, I mean, I'm, that was one of the things about this game, is that it's very, very true to, to Zelda. It represents... A lot of really cool characters, a lot of really cool races. It gives us all of the races that are in in game and or it like in the original games and everything. So I I kind of like that aspect. I like and I like that you can play literally anything in in the in the series. I also uh, I agree and disagree. See, I love the fact that a Deku Scrub was an option. Yeah. Right? In fact, the Twilights were an option. Demons are an option. Talking animals. A lot of the more ex and eccentric parts of yep. Legend of Zelda are represented. But it ultimately didn't matter that I was a Deku Scrub. Yeah. Like, mechanically, there was no difference had I been a Deku Scrub, or a talking animal, or just a really short Hylian. Yeah. There there are, like, a couple of, maybe, like, a couple advent, like, you know, um, buffs you get for, for being a different race, but... It really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. No. Yeah, uh, I didn't like so. Like, it felt like the Twilight and the Deku Scrub. It felt like a lot of the bonuses were kind of the same. I never really got to use. Like, maybe if I played longer, this would be something I'd get to use. But there were things like, oh, you can move through enemy territory, like it's difficult terrain. But that's only if they're casting a shadow, and you can't be like in total darkness or under a spotlight. And I'm like, wait, why can't I move through darkness when in total darkness? Right. Yeah. It's like, but there, so there was like most of my buffs were the same, and I didn't really get any other like, I didn't get any stat buffs. I right. didn't get any like, maybe I get an Arcana buff or something because yeah. I'm a sorceress, but it doesn't. Yeah, Goron gets defense, which makes perfect sense because we're made of rock. But right. nothing, no buff to to un unarmed combat. If I, you know, if I punch, I'm made of rock. It's gonna hurt just a little bit more than your average fleshy punch. You know, mm -hmm. there is not really much to that unless I took a feat. One of the with things, uppercut or something. Sorry, one of the things that I said in the first episode was, <clears throat> of the people at the table I know Zelda the least, 
So, I mean, I would say that from an outsider's perspective, it certainly seems like there was the appearance of a lot of different options yeah. uh, that seem to encompass a lot of elements in the games that I'm familiar with, but I can't speak the same level of sort of critique that you guys can, so I, I defer to the wisdom of the table. No, I, well, and it's, but that's, I, that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially because we're looking at the lore and you're like this as a tabletop. How is this as a tabletop? Well, that's, okay. yeah, but as a tabletop, I felt like since the staff, like, part of the things I love about other tabletop games is there's a reason you want to match a certain class with a certain race, because Absolutely. that race gets X amount of buffs, whereas in this game, it felt like it didn't matter. It was cool that you could play all these races, and I really liked that, but when it came down to the nitty-gritty of it, it didn't feel like the races were that different. They weren't. Ultimately. No. Yeah. Like, you had some stuff that was like, oh, Gerudo's Defense, or something like that, but... Well, that was the only one that we ever actually saw in play. Yeah. And that's oh, Darmani's Defense? Yeah. yeah. Well, we have the, the Twily one, the Twily Transit, but we didn't get really, to... I didn't get to use it, and also, we didn't really ever get to figure out why it doesn't work in Total Darkness. Right. Yeah. So, Can't figure that one out. I feel it's necessary to say this is a free RPG. It's, you know, made by fans, all that stuff. Um, and I feel kind of like I'm kicking a dog saying this. There's no reason for this book to be 275 pages. Okay. That's fair. I mean... Yeah, there's a lot to it when there doesn't seem... It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff, but not a lot of substance. It's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a lot of stuff, but not a lot of... Actually... There was a lot of spells and feats and techniques, but none of those were really that fleshed out. None of those, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, with my spell casting that I was doing in the last couple episodes, none of that was described. It, we just kind of made it up on the fly, right. which can be fun, but I think it to, I think RPGs work best when you have a sound structure that you can play in and then work your way outside of that structure from there. My biggest issue, if we're getting to the actual like game design nitty gritty of it, is one, there's nothing that felt like Zelda. Nothing. Yeah. There's no. nothing in here that was like, oh, that is such a Zelda thing. The most Zelda part of it was everything that you were, like, the GM was coming up with, and that fact that it was Gorons and Dekus and yes, and elves yeah, and dragons. The Born. fact that you brought Ferrari to it, like, okay, it's Zelda, but it could have been anything. Well, I, I would counter maybe, and I can't speak for the game designer, obviously, but maybe because it is uh, you know, a free game, a fan-designed game, that the sort of assumption is there that you will know enough of the lore, that you will craft a story right. based around it, and they don't need to hold your hand so right. much. I mean, like, mechanically, all right, so... If, go ahead. Well, I, was gonna, I will say, when I was looking through a lot of the feats that had, uh, like, a boomerang involved or something like that, there were a lot of things that were very Legend of Zelda-specific, mm -hmm. like... Catching something on a boomerang and bringing it back—that's a thing. That's you know, that's a Zelda thing. Um, but I get, yeah, it wasn't really enough to, you know, uh, like in regards to it being a Zelda, something that evokes a Zelda feel is the idea of the simplicity of Zelda. You hit something with your sword, it either does okay damage or you use a special weapon and it does more damage. Um, everything in this was like, okay, you hit it, and then you have oodles of math just to determine your two hits, yeah. whether it lands, yeah. um, and then the damage, and then you subtract the defense, and it felt like the math got in the way of the game. There's so much math. There was a shocking amount for a free 
himself in the same game. There was also, why are there so, like, I guess this is kind of something that, like, Call of Cthulhu and Trail of Cthulhu do when you have, like, a ton of stats like this. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't understand why there are all these stats. Yeah. Doubly so when it's already, like, two clicks away from just being powered by the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, why not just, if you want simple, fun Zelda, why not just go that Powered by the Apocalypse route? And if you want it more complicated, just do a hack of Dungeon World. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like, I'm a little... A, a lot of it felt very weird, like, why don't I use my magic stat when I'm casting magic? What's the point of having magic and arcana if they don't mm -hmm. do anything yep. in this? Like, like... I feel like there needed to be, like, a D&D type thing where you have your base stats... That, and then extra skills that you can put into or make those skills different enough. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that I didn't understand. Like, why don't... I was like, I use willpower to cast, but I don't use magic to cast, but magic powers my magic skill. And not you still like, have to roll it to hit, yep. so you're, like, being taxed at every... Yeah, and then decimals are a thing in this game, which I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I ever see a decimal in your game, I'm gonna be very concerned. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason for it except for, like, oh. Is there oh, a reason for us to jump? I mean, so there might be it places where there's, you know, jumping. You gotta get your go from ledge to ledge or what have you. And if that's the case, it's not an athletics check. It should just be an athletics or an agility check. Right. It yeah. Should, you shouldn't have a jumping stat. Yeah. Two different vertical stats. versus. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're really so. When I'm drawing out maps, if I'm getting to the point where I need to mark out, oh, this is going to be 10 meters, it's going to be 5 meters, what have you, right. um, something being 1.66 or 1.25 doesn't help me. They're either going to make it or they're not going to make yeah. it. Saying you can jump one square, fine, just say you can jump one square. Yeah. Uh, longer, like the Rito, the bird people, they can jump two squares because they have wings that lift them. That just make it a blank number or solid number based on what your race is. Yeah, Orons can't jump more than a square. Nope. Yeah, but. it was really... That was weird. And, like... I don't know. Also, the lift... The way you determine how much you can carry is weird. Because the fact that like, I literally designed a character that can only carry two pounds before they start becoming encumbered. Yeah. That's not... I feel like not a good... No, I think their, their logic behind that... Because I was Cause doing... I, can carry, but then you can carry unlimited amounts of stuff in the end, so it doesn't even matter. Right. I think it's uh, the weight True. of the weapon you're carrying, like, you can't wield a hammer is what they're trying to say, ah. but they don't have the weights of the weapons on there. But then just have a weapon proficiency. Yeah, right? I just, mean, you can't use heavy weapons, you use light weapons. Yeah. yeah, anything that's light, you can use, or and simple. And then, like, have a base strength stat, or maybe make, make it athletics of, like, if you have one athletics this is the amount you can carry. Mm. If you have 10 athletics, this is the amount you can carry. I feel like we're, we're going through and we're saying a lot of stuff that you know we, we didn't like. What's, what's some of the positive things that we Look, enjoyed about this? I had a really good time playing this game today. Oh, same. I think it was because we had really imaginative people around the table who did know the lore and you know were able to fill in the gaps. And I feel like as we went on, the system started to make a little more sense. Agreed. But that took us almost two hours, I feel, to really get the hang yeah. of the way it was all supposed to go. Uh, if we're talking about things we like, I loved the here's a pile of points, by spells, feeds, or techniques. Yeah, yeah I yes. kind of like that as opposed to, you know, having your base stats and then doing, you know, uh, uh, um, your skills. Package, like skills, right, yeah. Yes. I like so. that too. 
but I also, I mean, I kind of liked, I, with especially with my stats, I liked the starting ones that they, they're like, if you don't want to do your own point buy, mm-hmm. here's a suggestion. I mean, they had, what, they had like five or six of them, and I they like fit that, really yeah. well. That was great. That was mm-hmm. a great design for them, they, and they did a great job on that. I loved doing, what was it, my, uh, it was like uh, powerful, like no, no, uh, nothing negative, everything all, all powerful. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's great. It's a great little system. But again, you know, few too many, you know, few too many stats on here. And I do, like, the reason I like the idea of having base stats, like, even with the trait buy, which I liked, yeah. I liked the, her, like, her, hero tokens and, like, being able to yeah. upgrade those stats. But I do kind of wish there was, like, a base stat that, at the very least, gave me bonuses to these. Because, once again, like, my race didn't even, like, I got Didn't nothing. factor in at all. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, my race I, didn't factor in. I do kind of like the idea of the, like, hero tokens versus, like, XP. Mm-hmm. You know, and buffing up that way. Mm-hmm. That's really, you know, it's. It, I feel like it could be a little bit more fluid. Um, you can do a little bit more with it, and you can you buy it based, buy it based straight off of that. So yeah. I kind of like that idea. Um, I also really liked the, the design of the game. I mean, I know we said that there was like a lot, a lot, a lot of information in there, and I yeah. think it could benefit from a little bit of editing. But as far as like fan-produced piece of content, I think it was really yeah. sick. Oh, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. As far as fan-produced content goes, this game is very pretty. Oh, yeah. You can absolutely feel the love that the creators want to drive into this game, both for RPGs and Zelda. And that's mm-hmm. something that's really cool, because just reading everything that they put in there, you can feel the dedication and the love for, for both Zelda and yeah, yeah. They're pouring over so many of the Prima guides to be like, yeah. okay, that yeah. feels like it should do this damage. Yep, absolutely. You know, Prima, I, the Prima guides. I almost made a joke at one point when we were uh, dealing with the magical tiles. It was like, does somebody have a strategy guide? <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, yes. I definitely feel like this is a really, it's a well thought out system, oh, for yeah. a, especially for a free fan base made thing. I just think it could use a little bit of more play testing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a little bit more condensing. I'm going to say something my film professors used to say to me a lot. Okay. It's a great first draft. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say yep. it's a great version one. I mean, I think there's a lot here, and I think, like you said, it's two steps away from the Apocalypse or Dungeon World. You know, head more in that direction and dump a few of the excess stats, and I think there's a really, really, really solid product here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's complexity for no reason, and I this is actually version 1.07. Okay. Um, so I'm like, how are you guys at one so far? Like, you shouldn't... There should still be at, like, .07. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in here, but... It definitely need more playtesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send all this to them as notes, and here's the here's the file. Don't <laughs> don't be mad. Yeah, no, I I think yeah, I really just think it's overly complicated for no reason, especially when like Zelda's about puzzle solving and fighting fun bad guys uh-huh. and having like a fun story. Like it's not Zelda's not super complicated. I don't think the RPG should... I think the RPG should reflect the simplicity of Zelda. I, I, I agree. I think they're very much trying to encapsulate the the feel of Breath of the Wild, which allows you to do so much more yeah. than well, the standard So, I'm going to be the one... I don't like Breath of the Wild. Oh my god, I thought I was going to be the only one. 
because I overcomplicated really? and it made an open world game out of a game that should not have been open world. But the first game's an open world game. Well, not really. Yeah, it no is. opinion on that. Well, well, you have a, you have a, there's have a streamlined story to follow. I have a well, very strong opinion the opposite way. It was probably one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah. I am aware it is not a popular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do have to say, I hate having my equipment have kind of this countdown on them. Yep, the durability. And I, you know what, I don't like... I don't like, like that in the video game, I don't want it here. Yeah. I, I like games that let you turn it off, so like, yeah. I, I'm not the biggest fan of open world, I have a little bit of an issue with them, because if I don't have a goal, I will just stop playing them, because I'm like, I'm bored, I'm like, I don't want to endlessly grind for no reason. Um, but like with Skyrim and Fallout, if you're not, there are certain difficulties where those things come into play, but for the most part, you can usually avoid or easily fix it before it becomes yeah. a problem. Like mm-hmm. it'll say your armor is a pro- like needs to be repaired, and you can usually find the equip- uh, like components and repair it right then. And yeah, there. with Legend of Z- with uh, Breath of the Wild, you didn't know your thing was gonna go until your until it exploded. Starts flood. Yes, yeah. blinking red. Yeah, and that's that something cool? I really wish that they could do with this. Like, oh, you can craft. Why can't I repair? Yeah, you know. You yeah, don't... what's the point of having a crafting and mechanics stat if you can't? What what do you do with that if you can't fix? Well, it? Yeah, me- mechanics and smithing. And yeah. smithing. Yeah. And Who says you can't reforge something or you know repair something? I, I, yeah, it's very weird. The things they chose to omit and leave in, I find very interesting. Um, there isn't like a clear reason to have some of these in here, like discipline. Like, sure. I don't know how many ways you would use discipline. And in you a have game. you have magic, arcana, enchanting, enchanting. Yeah. yeah. Like I okay so. I get it. I get having in like see that's the thing this is where it's like one of these needs to be a base stat one like the magic needs to be a base stat that adds a bonus to arcana and enchanting if you want those to be like you need to condense oh yeah I see the game design reason for this uh, because for power you have your attack which is combat and then you have your craft which is smithing for wisdom you've got your magic and then you've got your enchanting which is your craft yeah and it felt like they tried to do that but they didn't have a good reason for it why is cooking under courage because you're gonna, tr- you gotta is, eat whatever that, you make. Is that okay? That's, All right, that's, that's fair. It does take Honestly, a lot of courage to eat what a Goron cooks you. I, I gotta tell you that. I cooking should be under wisdom. If you're I was gonna with, say like, willpower and yep. stuff there. Mm-hmm. It does feel same thing with insight. Why is nature under courage? <laughs> uh, like a, uh, it does feel like a lot of these stats huh. could be combined with other stats, and yeah. also their placement feels a little. Wonky. I feel like for a lot of the courage ones, they're like, shoot, we can't put it in a power and wisdom. All right, also, we'll just put it in courage because there's room. Yeah. Also, like, I know what guile means as a word, but I feel like as a stat, like as a yeah. stat, that's it's a like if I had a stat said, that said gumption. Yeah. yeah. Which like, is a stat in a game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Is it? Uh, I think uh, it's spirit of 76 or 77 or whatever. No, yeah. I think oh, it's good. one of the, like, the gumshoe things. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's gumshoe. Gumshoe has gumption as a stat. Yeah, intimidate guile. They're all separate places. Yeah, I. But I again, a lot of a lot of really good things about this game. I would play it again and homebrew it a little bit. So well, let's consolidate. What are let's find what is one point that we liked, one point we didn't like, and then we'll keep going from there. All right, uh, Michael, you want to start? Um, I mean, I liked that it was. Come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'll start with I really liked the feet, spells, and techniques. I think that's a great idea to just be like, 
Here's 12 points. Have fun. Um, and I also liked how this game definitely loves its source material. That's yes. another thing I feel I just need to say. This game loves its source material. Mm -hmm. uh, what's bad, though, is I feel like it's trying too hard to be crunchy when it's just not necessary. This doesn't need to be a crunchy system. You could have, like, four skills under each stat. Give each one. I, I keep thinking of Cult Divinity Lost, where you have your major stat, and that finds some other stats. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah. that's me. Alright, uh, I'll go now. Sorry, yes. I, was, oh. I was holding my, my action in the round, but now I'm going to take <laughs> it. Um, I liked the customization options for the characters. I mean, I, I feel like they could have been cleaned up a little, but I did like the feats and the techniques and, and the different kind of spells, and you can kind of choose your own adventure in that respect. Um, but, um, you know, like I said, I feel like it was a little overcomplicated and, and got in the way of actually being able to just be fun without overthinking it. I would have liked to have uh, a bit more time with it in terms of especially for like role playing and out of action and like, you know, kind of basically going to the end, you know, exploring what you can do with like, because I didn't get to utilize, you know, uh, Home on the Range. Yeah, that's it, totally my fault. No, 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 no. no. It, adventuring and cooking. It, but it also takes a lot more, you know, it takes a lot more time, but, but it, it's... Again, going it, it, my one of my favorite things is how much they love the source material, like oh, yeah. the, the dedication of source material, how and and how they really try to apply it to the RPG with having a power, wisdom, and you know three parts of the Triforce and trying to implement as much as they could from the lore into the gameplay. But again, a lot of it's overcomplicated. I love how much material we have, but at the same time, I don't. Mm -hmm. You know, I love I love how much they're willing to delve into it, but it could have been added. Yeah, they definitely need to lay it out there. Yeah. yeah, like, like I love the attempt, like I love the attempt at put using the source material and making an RPG out of the source material, and I think they have got a game here, and I think that there is very much, just like this is very much going to be a great Zelda RPG if they keep tweaking it. Okay. One thing I really didn't like was the la like, there's a lot of content in the RPG. But like none of it went into the rules behind the feet, spells, and techniques. Yeah. yeah. And I liked the options. Like they all sounded cool, but I think it needed to pull a little bit more of the like D and D thing, where it's like this spell you need to roll to hit this. You need to this does this. These are the caveats, and because right now it feels too much up to us. Like I don't dark magic missile. Like, Magic Missile does an okay amount of damage in D&D, but the fact that I was just, like, slaying with that spell yeah. was like, okay, maybe it's a little too much, but because it doesn't specify if it's damage per bolt. It doesn't specify how the damage works. It doesn't specify if my bonuses come into those things. Like, it doesn't really... It just says 8 plus this, or times 3, and I'm like, well... What does that mean? So, in terms of overcomplication, I... Like not not giving enough for when we need it and giving too much when we don't. Yeah. For example, compel surrender, combat maneuver. It's the role is command, influence, and intimidate. So it's ten plus rank plus discipline plus fortitude. But why is but there's a skill for command, influence, and intimidate. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then you know, target willingly gives up. That's great. It, but I feel like that's just an intimidate check. Yeah. It's just an intimidate. Thing. Right. Or an influence. Like it has to be. It's 
like, just use one of one. these three things. Right, exactly. And that, and then it specifies, like, uh, everything that Foe is in peril. Foe believes, like, I love how much is in here, but it's too much. And there's too much going on for something that's just an intimidate check. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, it's like, this is fine if it's an intimidate check, and it's like, in these cases, it will take worse of a penalty. Like, yeah. that's fine, because it has, for those who aren't, you can't see us, so for there's a list of things that, like, will make it worse, like if it's in peril, right. or has, it believes they have no chance, but like, what is that? They believe they have little to no chance to win the fight. Like, that's how fluff that you're trying to put into crunch. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. It's like, but they didn't do that for the feet, spells, and techniques. Yeah. And those, I think, needed more than that. Right. Like, I, th I just, I think there is almost a great game here, but it's not there yet. So I'm going to say something kind of controversial, and uh, it's a note to the developer. Make this like 4th edition. Oh, wow. okay. okay. Yeah, that's very, it. yeah. I see it. But a video game. That, yeah. Like, fourth yeah. edition yeah. has, I think, for, I very don't video like gamey. fourth edition, but it is very video gamey. I enjoyed it. I that was their attempt to go yeah. Warcraft fans. Yeah. Take board. They will never scary. admit that. Yeah. Like, I have talked to many of them. They were like, <laughs> no, that was not. We just want to do our thing. It's just that fourth edition is unnecessarily crunchy, yeah. which is the same problem with this game. Well, this game is crunchy when you don't need it. Yeah. And I think that it needs more crunch, but in the right ways. So, simplifying the attacks. Like, here's your at will. You can swing your sword. That is an at will attack. Yeah. Um, you can cast or a bolt at will. Your action. Yeah, like, your action. Just have your action, free um, action, bonus fight. Like, have all those. And if you have your feet or spell, like, you can do this once per fight. You can do this twice per fight. Something like that, too. Yeah. Make it easier instead of like, oh, that's gonna cost me five, but if I drink this potion here, it's gonna give me three more. And then you're like doing math, but if I took a rest before we did the fight, and then if I did this thing, it's you're overcomplicating what should be a simple, straightforward combat. Agreed. Uh, it is a chessboard that you move your pieces around, strike the enemy, reposition, strike again. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to see more for puzzle solving because Zelda yeah, is a sure. lot of puzzles. Oh, yeah. This was all me. Yeah, no, they did not have anything in the book. That's what I'm well, saying. And, and like, that's one of the things in the intro for the books is in the book they said, you know, this is a game where you solve puzzles. And nothing like, about puzzles. Were yeah, no sample puzzles. They had a few traps, but that was like it. fascinating. Yeah, like I, I combed it for for GM advice, and there really wasn't much. It's on you, sucker. Pretty much, it was like here's a shit ton of stuff about crafting and making things. I'm like, great, but what if we're in a dungeon? Yeah, like ninety percent of the game. Which once again, like as someone who is a Zelda fan but was lost with Breath of the Wild, like crafting is not why I play Zelda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm playing it for the Zelda, the puzzles, the fights, the characters. Like, I'm not playing it for the... I like that being an optional rule. So, like, durability yeah. and crafting should be optional rules. You can make stuff. Things can break. Yeah. You can make them better. Optional. Yeah. You will have your weapons. They'll work until you get a better weapon, and then you'll take that one back. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, it's... You sort of gilded the lily here. There's, there's too much... But there's a really cool lily underneath. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, take out a lot of this stuff you have in there and simplify it. Take some pages from 4th edition and do that. I mean, it, it's... People are like, ah, it's 4th edition. Sucks. But you will never edition. hear Jim May say ever again. <laughs> right. I, mean, I do think... I also think there are some things that could pull from 5th edi edition, because 5th edi edition has a lot of simplicity where, like... Like, earlier in the game, when I tried to ask if there was a way I could get a bonus for something based mm -hmm. on the fact oh, yeah, that I yeah. had darkness, and Advantage that's something things. that I feel like 
fifth edition allows for really well is there's a lot of being able to be like, hey DM, I have this creative solution, could this work? And then the DM being like, yeah, you know what, that would work. Whereas this game didn't really, you were like, it doesn't say anything about that and I don't know how to make it work because the system doesn't... At best, it gives you what's called a luck roll, which you can do, which is 2d6, and it's not useful, really. It, it's you know it's in the uh, you know it's in the uh, in the boxes in the treasure chest. Uh, you know, yes, elotas. We're in Southern California. <laughs> That's a uh, Mexican corn for those of you who are it's not delicious. here. Are they outside? So good. Yes, they are. Uh, 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 I, might have to, to I might have to be right back. No, right, go get some elotas. Call here. Eat food. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we can take a quick break for Lotus. No! Lotus break. Corn break. Uh, Street corn. Yeah, I just... Uh, simplify and get back to the basics of what Zelda is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, move six squares. Great. Uh, I can attack and then I can move again. What... You don't, you don't need all this extra stuff. Little did we know we needed a player's guide for the game. <laughs> I, that's something I do wish that they did. Uh, was, one, flip the layout so that you had... The GM stuff and the stuff that's important for game yep. masters, the stuff that's important for combat, and the stuff that's important for players in building characters. That would have been good. For some reason, it's got a master mode thing. I'm like, bitch, yeah, you I don't have a regular it. mode. Like a don't give me a master mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's so much here that so has so much potential, and it's just not there yet. I was gonna say, I feel like this game is me in middle school. They say just have so much potential. I'm just, man. Oh. oh. <laughs> far you've come yeah see there is potential so we like the game it's got some great points to it overcomplicated for no reason yeah yeah cool uh so we next week we will be playing a new game system each month we're playing a new rpg uh we have michael holmes here to talk about what that next game is going to be yeah that's right so this is uh michael holmes and i will be your host next time around, and we're going to be playing Troll Lord Games' Amazing Adventures, Woo! which is a uh, pulpy superhero, supernatural, D20-based fun, good time, and uh, I'm very, very excited because I've been wanting to run this one for quite some time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I've been GM Mace. This has been Games We Never Play. Uh, you can make sure to follow us at Games Never to Play or G. WNP underscore pod uh, on social media, Twitter, Facebook, what have you. Where can they find the rest of you guys at? Uh, so this is Michael Holmes. You can find me on Twitter at MRH underscore 3E or Michael R. Holmes on Instagram. I'm Stephen J. Pope. You can find me online at Stephen J. Pope 22. You can also find me on Uncanny Valley, a Chronicles of Darkness actual play at Uncanny Show. And you can also sometimes find me on Saving Pro Show at Saving Throw Show. This is J.D. Zellman. You can find me at J. Zellmus, J-A-Y-Z-E-L-L-M-I-U-S, across many different uh, social media platforms and Facebook, uh, J.D. Voices. So, I know I'm supposed to be saying bye, but is it because you're the third edition of yourself, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> so he's the open source one. Uh, okay. okay. Got the open I, game I will fully explain why someday. Okay, well, the mystery <laughs> remains. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Blythe Kayla. You can find me on Blythe Ka at BlytheKayla93 on all of the socials and sometimes Twitch. Uh, I also produce cool things and sometimes share that on there. So if you want to watch some funny videos that I make, you can follow me and find them. Bye!
All right, bye everyone. Bye, See ya. Bye. It's dangerous to go alone. Take dun, this. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>